welcome to Party Chat People. I'm Stacy, and I'm here with Mikey, and Zavi, and Matt. So we're going to talk a little bit about the industry as a whole, and then video games as well. So Mikey, you want to tell a little bit more about what we're discussing? Cool. So today's topics, as Stacy just nicely introduced us to, we will be discussing Ubisoft and the Me Too reckoning um, that has happened within the company. Um, there's been, we've actually been talking about this internally for quite some time, but we wanted to wait until there was sort of more news out and some stories and more voices were, you know, there to be, to have some more exposure. You know, there was really no point of us really digging deep into that story when things were in process, but yeah, we're not professional, so we don't have to be reactionary. (laughs) Yeah. It's two months later and there definitely has been a lot of movements on the story. So we're ready to give it like a really good discussion today. Also, Zavi wants to talk about um, the gaming fight thus far, which is Apple versus Epic versus Google. And we'll be going through a New York Times article and discussing, you know, what this means as far as digital rights in general. Um, Zavi has also played and we'll talk about for a bit um, Void Bastards. Um, I have played the Marvel Avengers beta and I'll be getting a little bit into that. I'm a bit lukewarm on it, but we'll get more into it. And Matt is discussing Monster Hunter uh, adventure puzzle games, uh, Rise of the Two, and Uncharted at Thief's End. So, oh, you got quite a bit. <laughs> I'm going to well, see how we squeeze that in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, General you're going to. A, a nice little condensed summary of all those games went together. Mm-hmm. All the action adventures. All, all, the all of them all the time. Well, let's not waste any more time. And Stacy, I guess, you know, usher right. us in. I'm up because I think that's funny. So I made this little graphic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it, actually. So, did you yeah, actually do it in MS Paint? I did. Oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's their logo. I just added the female symbol part to the bottom. Um, uh, Yeah, anyway, so uh, I think it's a good time to talk about this. On July 22nd, they had a shareholder meeting specifically to address the two concerns. Uh, And among other things, they talked about reorganizing the HR department and the editorial team, a new head of workplace culture and a new head of diversity inclusion because they have both had a lot of sexual assault allegations as well as claims of racism, discrimination, so forth. Uh, In part, they are saying that executive bonuses going forward will be determined in part by informatics based on how well people feel safe and that the work culture is fair. So we'll see how that pans out in the future. But what they're responding to are allegations going back as far as a decade about uh, open harassment in the office place, uh, culture of drinking, having business meetings in strip clubs. Uh, women receiving repeated uh, advances, including in the workplace, often being lied to in some cases leading up to sexual assault and rape outside the office, Uh, and an HR department that allowed uh, executives to retaliate against employees uh, if they raised any concerns, and uh, only offering those employees transfers to another perhaps also troubled department when they made those complaints. Uh, One woman in North Carolina had the hilarious story of being offered a $200 Visa gift card when her abuser was fired. That was her reward. Interesting. I just feel like it would be better to not just just be like, we we got him. We're sorry. The gift card just... uh. Yeah. 
Uh, meanwhile, those who have been subjected to repeated claims who were not the small fries easy to fire were often re retained and in some cases promoted if their work or their games they were working on were successful. So finally, it, it ended with bringing in an outside investigator. And even this outside investigator is also known for uh, opposing union strikes. So they're not necessarily friendly to the little guys at the workplace, but at least they are outside the company where everyone up to the CEO was, was thought to be at least aware that these things were going on and yet things weren't changing. Mm -hmm. So uh, having been fired so far this year that we know of, uh, the biggest one being Serge Huskoway. He is the chief creative officer and he was one of the first employees of the company. He actually answered like a help wanted ad in a newspaper at the time. Uh, became the creative director of the whole company and he was famous for like banging his head on the table in meetings if he was bored uh, or yelling if Charming. he felt like he couldn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yelling at people in meetings if he felt like the protagonist wasn't someone he could relate to. Uh, Zavier, that, that, did not yeah, I know, I, I was muted. That's how I resolve my creative differences personally. Is just yell just at people. Banging on I don't see I, myself in this guy. I exhibit my, 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 my disagreement by just... <laughs> just repeatedly painfully yeah yes uh also fired uh more recently maxime Balland, the co-founder of the toronto studio and vp of editorial uh he was known to have choked a woman at a after hours event and okay. um at the time his wife was the interim hr director of the officer of the office and she's still a product director there and that's one of the like things that are kind of overarching for the for this these stories lately is just like Ubisoft as a family company and how like that's something that they've prided themselves on for a while mm -hmm. but like it really just starts to sound more and more like the fucking mafia it's there's the dark side right so mm -hmm. in uh Tommy Francois is another one he was a VP of editorial and creative services he was known to give women unwanted massages at the office and boasted about masturbating on a business work trip on a plane uh, Ashraf Ismail, nice. who was the creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, multiple um, harassment complaints. Stone Chin, Ubisoft San Francisco PR manager, accused of actual sexual assault after many women showed text messages where he was propositioning them outside the office. Uh, Richie Nieto, Toronto audio director, uh, known to bully and harassment and harass only the women on the team, not the men. Uh, mm. And Yanis uh, Malay, I guess that's what I say. Yanis Malay, yeah. Yanis uh, Anyway, he's head of the Montreal studio. As far as we know, he didn't uh, harass any women himself, but he knew and ignored these issues and allowed a drinking uh, workplace of the culture. So he is uh, gone, but instead his right-hand man has been promoted, uh, Christophe Durins, who is his right-hand man and also the cousin of the CEO. So. Mm. Yay, That's family. Still happening. Uh, ongoing issues. Uh, the marketing manager for Watch Dogs Legion, Andriane Gibignet, who was accused of sexual harassment and rape by luring women into hotel rooms. Uh, Antoine Imond, who would prey on interns at the Swedish studio making the Division Two, which I had thought would truly not have this kind of issue, but you know, I guess no one's immune. And in Singapore, the employee is unnamed who has been pressuring uh, women for sex in exchange for helping them with their intern applications. So we have not gotten rid of all the rot. 
clearly. To start. <laughs> so we've, we've taken out some big names, including some people that were well known to be in the inner circle. Uh, the concern is as long as uh, French men who know the founding family of the company continue to be promoted to positions of power, that this may continue to happen or be ignored. So uh, the, the other concern is that uh, the games have not been doing quite as well as they used to. I mean, these are the guys that do Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and Division. Um, and part of the reason might be the insidious impact that this kind of discrimination has on the final product. In Far Cry 4, there were no women's skins because they said it was too much trouble to make them. Um, in the Assassin's Creed games, women lead characters were demoted and male leads were put in their place instead. Um, and in fact, there's a still a French workers union that's planning a class action lawsuit on the basis of all these claims. And the, the general fact that if uh, women are not to be leads in your games, they're unlikely to be leads in your office or to be respected generally. So the culture is the culture inside the games and, and in the games themselves. And that has an impact on the rest of us. So stock price has fallen from 80 bucks to 70 bucks just since the start of this year may continue to go down uh, as this continues, more allegations continue to surface. But um, overall, my, my concern here is that here is a very large company, large enough that Vivendi tried to buy them out a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And they are at no point deciding, well, I guess we better act more professionally and hire, hire outside people to run functions like HR that we are not necessarily experts at. They're doing it now, but now is after a decade with people getting complaint after complaint after complaint and being promoted. And in a way, like the trajectory reminds me of like the stories you'd hear of stockbrokers in the 80s where it's just they arguably are successful by some combination of like skill and accident. And then they just keep running things the way they've been running things on a larger and larger scale. And like no one, no one guesses them because in some level they're, they're acting like a golden goose. I actually, you know, this, this story kind of bothered me a lot because I'd been on a Ubisoft kick for a little while. I'd actually been getting into, like, I, I hadn't played some of their stuff in a long time and I was getting back into it first, obviously through division. Then I played some Breakpoint after they released the not RPG terribleness mode, uh, ghost mode, they called it, uh, where it was actually a simulation again. Um, and then like, uh, went back into like Watch Dogs 2, looking forward to Watch Dog Legion. And I was like, yay, Ubisoft, like they're, they're good at this stuff. And the weird thing is that a lot of what I got out of reading this stuff, obviously there's just a stupid amount of suffering and, and for, for the, you know, the workers, particularly the women having to deal with all this bullshit. There's also like, very obvious tangible ways in which this is fucking up the games like it's it's been true for a while that like the creative malaise at ubisoft like the sameness of all of these open world and stuff that i know uh mikey's talked about and like now we basically have a single person to blame for this it seems which is fucking surprising and weird like genuinely feel like ghost mode in, in breakpoint was the way they wanted to make that game. And then this guy came in and was like, I want purple guns. I want, I want the guns with the purple, which means that they're special and rare and, and, and all that. And like, that seems to be part of this effect that, that this dude had. So like, there's also an argument for like the games were getting shittier and in some weird way, it like, if you 
dismantle that and actually start to encourage different voices, the Ubisoft machine might actually start churning out better games too. So right. Yeah, that's the problem. And you have mm-hmm. uh, such loud voices at the top dictating policy. You're not listening to the smaller voices at the bottom that might have really good creative ideas, You're just never going to see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. And, we've, and we saw examples in those stories about um, Aya was supposed to be the main character at, at some point in the development of Assassin's Creed Origins, and that was sidelined, uh, and, and it was it was not subtle. Like it was genuinely people saying we need a alpha male, like straight white dude. It, it like, you know, not in the Assassin's Creed origins. No, case, but literally in other, he would, he put in that in games, a memo. Like he, you can see the memo he, he wrote about how he needs the alpha male in yeah. all caps. Yeah. And, and like, it's so strange because in some ways, when I look at the division two or some of the better parts of far cry five, I think that they succeed despite that stupid direction. Like there are people behind the scenes that are like actually making some of these other parts far more level-headed and human, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully they'll they'll take center stage now. Cause cause that's another thing that's been frustrating about that mug is so huge. That's another thing that's been frustrating about like Ubisoft is their their constant thing about like not being political has been a combination of a laughable and and b like disingenuous as far as I'm concerned, and like. I, you know, the Far Cry 6 trailer probably wasn't affected by all of this because it's hard to believe that that wasn't already in the pipeline. But if yeah. you've seen it, it's like, you, you can't make this not political. It's impossible. And, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, the game's still in development. I hope that they have more creative control now to go yeah. in this the direction. The fear is it's just going to turn into a macho bullshit you yeah. know, story. It's, it does look like it could go that direction. I guess and we'll see. And they've pulled their punches so many times with going like, ooh, this looks like it'll be interesting and different, and then it kind of feels milk toasty. Done it. Yeah. 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 So, we'll um, yeah, my, my point is I, I, I want to give them credit for trying to improve and for actually firing the wrongdoers in large yeah. numbers, even when it's obvious it's not, not going to be easy for them to regroup afterwards. So give them credit for that. But also just in general for... The rest of the companies that have also been accused of things like this, it really is super time to start acting like a real corporation and and stop pretending that you can run the company with your friends who are not experts on on any of these problems, right? So um, one interesting little New York Times article that I pulled up that should be in the notes for the episode is talking about how big the game industry has become. It's made more movie than more money than books, television than movies since the coronavirus hit, profits are up by 50%, not a small amount, because people are are at home and video games are something that they can do there. And of that, a surprising more than half, about 60%, is money being made through mobile games. So we can't afford to not take those seriously either. Yep. Yeah. It's easy for us to be in our bubble and be like, we, we talk about the real games, but yeah. it's good to keep that perspective. What I do wonder is how this is going to reverberate through the industry and hopefully, you know, they'll take cues from this incident and just go, okay, guys, well, you know, here it is. Now's the time. Let's start making changes here before it becomes another issue and it becomes another news story. I think I'd give those, you know, companies credit just to say, all right. We're here, we need to make a change in culture, you know, more positive changes, more, more areas where we could, you know, influence, you know, more, 
different types of stories and different types of leadership so we don't run into these problems because we have blind spots so yeah and it's worth mentioning that like this started genuinely it seems like this genuinely started not entirely coordinated by just people on twitter sharing stories and then like the stories started erupting and a strange proportion of them were about ubisoft yeah um, so at the same time that this is our focus talking about it now because there's been a good amount of follow-up on it um i think there's been this is this really has hit like probably most game companies with a story or two so hopefully those like we're saying those other companies are not hopefully they're not like using the fact that ubisoft has the proportion like as cover to not do anything because then it's just gonna yeah. come then we're gonna have this conversation think, in I, like I, four months or whatever i think that i mean at this point you know it, it, it just it's just silly for a company i think to continue to hide things you know like it came out it started with rockstar then mm -hmm. what company then what there was the whole um League of Legends. Then there was a the whole League of Legends thing, right, and now there's yep. it's like it's like they're kind of getting a little bit more bigger, 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 bigger. So like you know, EA, you know, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> you're next. You know, once once we're done, once we're done with Canada, we're coming back down here. <laughs> I wouldn't all be right. surprised at all. Yeah. No, well, hopefully at all. it, it uh, leads them to be a lot more responsible and accountable across the board. And I was, as you guys were talking, I was looking through, I was like, I think I only remember two titles, basically one series where they had a female lead. Mm. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. And that's so <laughs> old. <laughs> well, yeah. But the ones they do have, I often like. Senua's Sacrifice was really great. The last of no, of course not. The last of us two is really good. But we have to look at other games, other companies' games. The Tomb Raider games mm -hmm. are pretty good. Um when they do have strong female leads. Off, considering their whole situation. They only had yeah. out of forty five titles. <laughs> <laughs> forty five. That sounds right. One yeah. one flew under the radar somehow. Someone's mm -hmm. pet project got through. <laughs> I mean I always make a, a female avatar in Far Cry. Does that count? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> really, like just because they put boobs on the character model doesn't. Yeah, but but Stacy, right. we we know that that's a lot of hard work because Ubisoft told us that themselves. It takes it's, too it's much time. So hard, it's so hard work. to it's make so hard. all these like hairstyles and like oh man. Uh, so, yeah. Oh boy. You, you know well, what else then. is hard? Uh, mm. Sending sending zeros and ones over the wire to your phone, and apparently for uh, 30% of whatever <laughs> money you make off of those things. I made or, a transition. Or, but, uh, or it could just be monopoly power. But again, we're, we're looking at $90 billion a year, mm. and some significant portion of that has got to be sucked up by uh, Apple with their uh, Apple Store, and their and Google, uh, Google their with Play their Store. Play Store. And we also want to mention Steam because yeah. until very recently, such a dominant uh, distribution platform for PC. And I mean, until, three, until very recently, like the only one, but like yeah. it's still dominant. Oh, yeah. It's still do not, pretty dominant. Do not and, get that twisted. And you can't really justify a 30% cut of sales. For yeah, it's, doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard it's a hard thing to argue for but what we're talking about more concretely that happened this last week that was very fun for me to watch because i i'm an ios programmer mm -hmm. so i was like watching this pretty closely is um for a while now there's been this 
growing sense, this growing uptick in stories of people like dealing with app store bullshit in various forms where the rules are not applied evenly or like rules that have not been applied for like a decade suddenly started applying. <laughs> and a lot of it really did have this air of like Apple being anti-competitive in certain key areas. Right. And uh, there was a recent, um, uh, I don't. I forget. What they they brought them all to Washington. I forget what that's called. But <laughs> those are hearing, hearings, hearings. hearings on uh, you know Apple and Google and Amazon and there was a fourth one, Microsoft. I don't know. Whatever. No, uh, just the, those the three. Right? Okay, but yeah. like they they were brought up for like certain kind of different anti-competitive practices. But this story, what happened here, oh, Facebook. Uh, relates to the thirty percent cut that Apple takes off of all in-app purchases, which includes subscriptions and other kinds of things. So all of those mobile games that Stacy was talking about that are a huge pie mm. of yeah, of this and not growth. just the initial purchase of the game, but every time you go into that game and give it another fifty cents. And a lot of those games are free to play, to be fair. Uh, yeah. But in any case, uh, you know, Apple has been taking this cut indefinitely, like, and uh, Epic decided to start a war, which is very fun for me to watch. They put out an update to the game, which kind of goes to show, like, how easy it is to get things through their reviewers on, on the App Store. Uh, they put in an update that when you when you basically buy currency in the game, you have, like, a choice. Do you want to pay Apple or pay only Epic, like straight up, like just as a toggle, like the most obvious, like we are skirting the platform thing they could have. We are, yeah, they just like in your face. And it's clear now that they like absolutely knew what would happen, like that got out, Apple pulled the, that update down and uh, they were prepared for this because shortly afterwards they put up a video. Oh, it's worth mentioning that they also, Apple's not special here. Google Play also removed it from the Play Store because of the same update. However, it's also worth saying that on Android, you can update, uh, sorry, you can install apps through something other than the Play Store. On Apple platforms, you cannot. Quick question, Zavi. And what about Steam? Is it still currently? Oh, it's not on Steam at all, right? Right, so Fortnite? Epic created its own, yeah. its own oh, store because it's on platform. the Epic's game store. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Which it's game? Exclusive. Okay. For Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they've so already been at war with Steam, and they're yeah. actually making some inroads at this point. Yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, so, so they put out this update onto the mobile versions. They got pulled from both stores. And then they put out, specifically targeting Apple, but really like it's both of them that they probably have some beef with. Um, they put out a version of Apple's old 1984 commercial that has like the Fortnite characters being like looking like drony and like very sad. And then like one of the Fortnite characters comes through with the hammer and throws it at a giant talking apple that's on the screen. And, and it's a woman with pink hair throwing a hammer that looks like a unicorn head. It's right. it's so funny. And so I loved funny. it because it was like, yay, I like it when big companies go to war with each other. I'm just going to like eat popcorn and watch them fight. Uh, and but, it's but also to be just fair, a, it's also a knock at the overall corporate image, right? Yeah. Uh, Apple yeah. wants to be the, the think different. And, We're and the here's cool the thing, creative Apple company. Group. And this just makes them look and, and here's the thing they were full of shit when they ran that ad in 1984 like to begin with by being yeah. like like we're gonna be the ones who break up like the big corporate like all right your goal is to be that anyway exactly. they were full of shit back then epic is full of shit for pulling this right now but it's right, very entertaining sure. uh yeah. but 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 ultimately this is 
actually like has a pro-consumer outcome if they win. And that's worth sort of mentioning, right? It's not that it's not that like the the cost of V-Bucks will go down in Fortnite. That's not what I'm saying at all. But No, they did literally more... say part of the reason that they felt like they had to institute this is they were trying to have a global across the board sale on how much their bucks cost. And because of that 30% cut oh, from Google and Apple, ah, okay. it was not Makes an sense. affordable thing for them to do gotcha. to have a global sale on all platforms. Okay. Fair enough. So there is an in-game. So they were trying to encourage people fans. to even like go to their website, like log in and buy bucks that way. Right. And then they would be visible on their phone app, even though they hadn't bought them through the phone. So they right. tried all kinds of things. Okay. Try and get around so, these rules. So in any case, the, uh, you know, what I what I think is more important in terms of this fight and actually like having both Apple and Google have to face some music is that yeah. these are like walled gardens that are that can be anti-competitive. There was an Apple game that was criticizing Apple practices in terms of the 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 metal mining that happens in I think it was Africa, and like they, you know Apple blocked that game because they don't want to look bad and uh, that sort of thing like controls an entire platform that is hugely popular in America and at the end of the day that means that uh, you know voices are being silenced we don't get all the experiences that we ought to be able to, to experience on our mobile devices and if companies had an alternative to that 30% cut probably more companies would be able to thrive and survive in that ecosystem, which is already pretty damn cutthroat. So I, that's why I think that this is actually important in terms of pro-consumer outcomes here. We hopefully will, can, can see a healthier, more self-sustaining, uh, you know, middle tier developer existing on mobile if they don't have to deal with a full 30% of their revenue going towards the platform holders. So, We'll see how this develops. I've just had a goddamn blast just like watching people's reactions to this because like I've been aware of and annoyed by these practices forever because it's literally my industry. And like, I just want to see gamers take on this because gamers just are weird. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, I think they'll I like have epics like, back here, but. <laughs> I feel like we're unleashing the evil troll army. <laughs> onto... <laughs> but for a good cause, I don't know. Sure. It feels a little weird. Maybe I don't know. I've never seen a troll army yeah. attack someone like Apple before. I don't know. We'll, we'll see we'll how see. far they get. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that's the gist of it for now. We'll see how it develops. Uh, moving on from from such serious matters, I did have a game I wanted to chat about, uh, and it's also coincidentally a game about that 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 the a large overtone for the game is how companies are bastards. But, uh, <laughs> so, but, but not void, just regular bastards. Well, I think the characters you play as are, are actually known as the Void Bastards, but that is a game I'm talking about. It is a very fun roguelite uh, PC game that actually kind of feels like Bioshock in a lot of its, it's on, best moments. It's on um, Xbox and PlayStation as well. It was actually an Xbox exclusive, or at least a Microsoft exclusive, I believe, like a Game Pass so thing. What's the general gist of this game? What are, so what are you doing? What's the, setup, the setup for this game is that you play as a whole sequence of uh, prisoners who are reliquified is the technical oh, yeah. term the game gives you. Uh, whenever the previous one Bad. dies, 
you are you are reliquified in order to continue the work of the of the previous guy. You're kind of just trying to get out of like this nebula is is the overall mm -hmm. thing because every ship that's in this space like is just full of deadly things that want to kill you. Uh, so you're kind of just progressing along like this linear kind of um, this 2D kind of map you have of like ships so to your where, right and so you're always trying to go these... to the right. And then the difficulty increases as you like go down, but that's where you need to go sometimes to like find the next craftable thing that you need. So wait uh, a minute, where where do all these unliquefied people come from? So there's this one like mothership <laughs> type thing or whatever that, that you're on that just seemingly has hundreds and hundreds of prisoners that are in some weird cryo state oh, or whatever. Okay, so you have no and, choice but to do this work because And every time people. exactly. And every time that you die, this little backpack that's that like you're carrying around like detaches itself from your character that just died and like flies back to the mothership and and brings like all of your like cool shit that you've Stuff. been scavenging and like gives it, to the, next gives it guy. to the next guy and the sense of humor in this game is so good like when you when you come back to life the robot will say shit like um the the previous client was kind enough to leave these things for you before they evaporated <laughs> and, like, and it's just like okay i that that doesn't give me comfort but uh what's really at the core of the gameplay is roguelite kind of Bioshocky gameplay. So uh, you have different varieties of enemy types. Like from the outset, you have this one basic dude that will just shoot at you and he'll die in two shots. And after you shoot him once, he'll run away and try to like be sneaky about it. Uh, you have another one that is basically just a comic, a very slow moving, but still there, like kind of kamikaze type that just blows up when you get into a certain range. You have a brutish type that in the early game, you just shouldn't try to fight them. You should try to, like, if you need to get past that room, you need to run through them, reach the other room, close it, close the door, and, like, lock it so that, like, he cannot, you know, pursue yeah. you. And that's part of what makes it feel Bioshocky, I think. But each of these ships that you choose to go to is, like, a level. Uh, there's always, like, a bit of a challenge there. You're trying to make sure you keep finding enough food so that you don't fucking starve, enough fuel so that you don't get stranded, and at the same time, find, like, ammo so that you don't run out of bullets, but you're always trying to find some kind of compartment, some kind of, like, pieces to build the next thing that'll make the game a little easier for you the next time around, right? Because eventually, everything will go wrong and you will die. Uh, like, for example, <laughs> one of my favorite ways that they actually, like, do a good job of compounding like environmental things for like a particular ship with like enemy types is sometimes a ship will just have a lot of smoke everywhere because it's like really beat up or whatever and when you combine that with the little guys that blow up when you get close to them ooh, oh, that's no. a yeah. recipe for like, okay. uh, so like you'll be walking around and you're just like uh, i don't know if i should go in that room so it's very solid gameplay. It's very funny sense of humor. I also need to mention what does it look like? Really I was just about to ask because it basically looks like an '80s comic, like through. Oh yeah, in it's fact. cell shaded, right? Yeah, it's cell -shaded. Yeah. yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, and it's and... one of the better looking like cell shadings. I really want to say, like in terms of achieving this kind of comic booky, like authentic comic booky type type of thing. So yeah. there's a screenshot oh, wow. of it, right. and you can that see like, yeah, it, it's 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 one of these games that like really looks amazing in 4k because of how good the line work stands out yeah. mm -hmm. uh and like it doesn't require crazy processing power so you can actually play it at 4k pretty reasonably but uh yeah there's something fun. kind of wild about being able to walk through that environment in 3d yeah i'm definitely going to look at a video again just to see what it looks like in but it's, it's definitely super irreverent like there are these little guys that just 
curse like sailors yeah they're so they funny mad at you. like if if they whenever like if they find you because a lot of times you're trying to sneak around they'll literally out loud go found you cockfag or like some shit like that <laughs> like, and it's like, just like just what random the random bad words strung together in ways that don't really make sense yeah, they, yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of adorable but the last thing i want to mention is that's really nice about the art style is that it actually um it's not just that it looks really fucking cool it also the clean the clean look makes it so that like the important pieces of information really like rise to the top so like if you're outside of if you're in one room and the adjacent room has enemies very often you'll see the little like comic book style tap 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 show up mm. like near the door that's like oh there's an enemy in there and because of the clean look like those sorts of bits of information are very like front and center and it becomes a very parsable game you know and eventually because you always have like oxygen levels that you need to keep an eye on you start just moving through the levels at it like a decent it's clip almost and it like really there's... hits a flow state that's really good it's almost mm. like there's a text narrator that's pointing out what's interesting and important to you. Right. The same like way a comic cool. book would have like little bubbles appear. Ah, uh, okay. I'm getting starting to get it now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's nice. what bastards. I like it a lot. I look forward to playing it more. Oh, cool. Perfect. If only you can find someone with hair that isn't terrible. <laughs> Apparently, futuristic hair is just like intentionally putting bald spots in or you They're know mullets. You know, well, they're prisoners. Yeah, they're prisoners. Sure. They don't have access to a nice stylist. <laughs> no, just some mean guy that like just shaves a line across from the <laughs> Well, since we're doing the great, the greatest, the greatest segues, um, talking about appearance and skins and different hairstyles, I quite enjoyed watching Hulk dressed up as a Russian gangster with his purple sweatpants, wife beater, chain link bracelet um glasses and buzz cut very interesting type of hulk and i would yeah it, it's great and no shirt is that no no no. he has on a white beater do shirts i don't, I don't approve yeah. the, i don't know i think in this I, case i'll make an exception <laughs> but i am talking about uh hulk um and marvel's avengers so <laughs> I have been getting into the um, beta, and it is quite interesting. Um, I do That's like not an it. Evaluation. <laughs> I do like it. Um, I definitely think it needs work. Um, it's definitely what people have been sort of alluding to it being, and it's like a basically a Marvel's melee destiny. Um, so as you start out the demo, you do the A-Day mission um, that we probably, if, you, if you're not familiar with, the game starts off with um, the celebration of A-Day. So it sort of plays off the continuity of uh, the movie, the MCU. And uh, Taskmaster gets, with the help of the AIM organization, uh, attacks San Francisco. And during the attack, they basically destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. People are uh, killed, uh, there's tons of destruction. And the government just says, you guys need to disband yourself. So the Avengers have disbanded. Skip a couple of years ahead and Kamala Khan, who is um, the new iteration of Miss Marvel, um, is trying to get them back together. So you play that A-Day mission, which gives you a peek into basically all of the five main characters, Thor, Iron Man, uh, Hulk, uh, oh, six, Captain America and Black Widow. 
and then as you start the sort of the main game because even with uh, the not the controls necessarily but the um the sort of camera work and the action orientation that a day mission is very different from the rest of the game yeah it seemed like more on rails than than could possibly be indicative of the whole game yeah the 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 rest of the game definitely is more of a destiny where you have a war the war table map and you're picking locations and you know they'll fit in geometry i guess as it as uh they want to add variety to different missions so you do a, a maybe a couple of missions with uh kamala and hulk because her first avenger that she kind of runs into is uh, Doc, uh bruce banner and then once you're done you have full access to the war table you can do about um uh maybe about a, a I don't remember exactly how many single player missions, but you do have a, a number of single play missions. You have co-op war zone missions, which are like um, strikes. You have harm rooms, which are like horde modes and training simulation, and you can free um, free roam around the helicopter, a uh, heli carrier. Quick question. So, yeah, I, I know I've compared this to like Ultimate Alliance, it, just mm -hmm. from how it looked. Like, is that fair? It is definitely a more engaging and a more well thought out Ultimate Alliance. Okay. Um, the model for this game seems to be that the only thing that it will be monetized is character skins. All of the uh, all of the characters themselves and expansions are, I believe, has been announced will all be free. So, with that being said, then yes, if the game just expands as as they see fit, you know, the only thing you're paying for is cosmetic changes. Um, there has been some hubbub in the community because it was announced, I believe, like last last week or two weeks ago that Spider-Man, because Sony does own, I guess, the film rights and now the video game rights or the likeness mm -hmm. lights that uh, Spider-Man will be exclusive to Sony. Well, they've had it. Yeah. the last Sony game, <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And also, there has been a outcry as well because they're having company-specific skins. So in Virgin and I guess our American Soccer. counterpart, Verizon, mm -hmm. they're going to have sort of like a deep red logo skins. And I think also people aren't too excited about that as well. Me that always feels weird. Yeah. yeah. Me personally, I don't necessarily care because like I was saying to you guys before we got on, um, we started recording, like... I don't want to be choice. dressed up as yeah yeah I, I don't want to be dressed up as you know a color of a company you know I, just yeah. growing the up I was never a person I would be capable of if it is if they did like a Spider-Man Pepsi man <laughs> yeah, yeah okay I got that I got that with a little <laughs> swirl with a oh, swish geez. yeah but no but I I don't really want to be an all white Apple logo thank you no. Yes. Yeah, no. no you know what this reminds me of no that, if um, they if they do the flash I'll I'll accept the Nike logo <laughs> yeah that'd be but funny. uh but See, a little this, bit this kind of reminds me of like Street Fighter Five though when they did the fight yeah. money thing. Yeah. Like, I hope uh, they don't actually reward you for doing for wearing those costumes. No. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think so. Um, so back to the nitty gritty gritty of the game. Um, by the end you get to control four characters: uh, Miss Marvel, Iron Man, Black Widow, a choice I should say, and the Hulk. And you can do any smattering of the types of missions that I described right before. The all of the characters they do they, they the animations are great. It's a little funky at some times, but for the most part, it feels good. What I will say is that there really isn't variety in the character 
skills or as what uh, capabilities, not skills, but capabilities. Mm -hmm. So everyone sort of has the same types of skills. Everyone has like a five hit combo. Everyone has like a holding heavy move. Everyone has like a holding light move. Everyone has a parry of some sort and everyone has a different uh, traversal and you can sort of upgrade it in the same way. They have mm -hmm. three pages of skills, um, but only one is uh, available for the beta, but they have described, I believe in some um, pre-promotional material that you can do the sorts of things you've seen on the movies, such as um, Iron Man shooting a beam at Captain America's shield and then it bouncing off and hitting people. However, none of that is, yeah, yeah, other, other, that has not displayed. So like you were saying in, in tune with um, Ultimate Alliance that, you know, those combo moves, they seem to be playing on that um, as well. Um, however, because everyone has those things, nobody really feels exclusive like, oh, well, this mission, you know, is going to have a lot of doors or something and I'm going to need someone heavy like uh, Hulk or maybe Kamala because she can embiggen herself. It's like, no, Hulk picks up random boulders and throws it. Kamala stretches her hands and she, that's her range attack. Black Widow has guns. Iron Man has beams. I'm sure the same is for Captain America. He'll throw his shield and Thor will have a thunderbolt from his thing. So everybody, everyone can handle every situation. And I think that sort of flattens all of the characters to be like, yeah. well, Makes I don't feel really like I don't want to play Black Widow the same way I play the Hulk. You know? Yeah, but there's no, there's no specialization. It's just like, you know, the, I'm, I'm actually really surprised because in my head, I was like, okay, at least have four character types, like, you know, mm -hmm. mystical type, energy type, human type, you know, mutant type, or, you know, strength type, range type, you know, you know what I'm getting at, but They've it just seems to be, yeah, sense. exactly, exactly, exactly. So sort of them sort of taking this sort of flattening, you know, um, democratic, you know, solution to all of the, the the characters capabilities it just nobody's nobody feels special, special yeah. nobody feels special at all um so that's one thing i mean uh, you know maybe maybe it has it'll expand you know the word is with betas usually betas are quite old you know they're they're months usually the company has much more months to develop it development and they kind of use this just as um testing for servers and little mm. niggles but this seems like really core to the design so it feels I like that. another one of those betas where it actually does a disservice to the game potentially. Yeah. yeah um another way it does a disservice to the game is that it's multiplayer right and I have not been able to connect with anyone in any significant way. So I do know that on Friday, there were a lot of not cannot connect issues. I actually didn't have that problem. My issue was, so you look at the war table, which is almost like, you know, Destiny's, you know, screen with planets. However, it's just Earth. And there's little nodes and you click into the node and then they'll have missions in that specific location. So once you select a location, oh, this game also has um, difficulty modes. So there's challenge one, two, and three. And it, I guess it'll, it'll um, one thing I didn't explain, you have a character level and then you have power levels based on your gear. So as you get gear, which is not represented on your character, which is another thing I think people are going to have mm -hmm. be a little bit weird about because then, you know, character, uh, character look variety just comes from skins, which you do earn in game, but is also going to be monetized. But once you load that up, you get into a screen where you can select your character and then you see three empty slots. Um, as soon as you click it and it goes to the sort of um, different, uh, uh, not cutscene, but uh, screen, 
then it starts automatically matchmaking. So here is my experience. It'll say searching for Avenger, searching for Avenger. I'm, of course, at the top is the first player. And then it takes quite a bit of time. And then someone will load in, they'll disconnect, someone will load in. If someone loads in, it'll kind of just stop. And it's like, okay, we've got two players. However, there has been no mention of um, there being a, a, a less, um, what is it, configuration for different missions. It seems like you can have four for every mission. Mm -hmm. and initially, the first hour, I thought, oh, maybe you can only have three Avengers. Maybe you can only have two, you know, just depending on the story. Um, but no, it just seems like it's glitching. So mm -hmm. until up until this morning, I so have So if you play still... by yourself, you can have four characters because it'll well, fill the, in the rest. The, yes, it'll fill in the rest with um, computer companions. But so if you actually go online and try to connect with other people, you're it, not going to get it. It has not been working for me. So up until this morning, I have not been able to play with um, four people. However, I did a harm room mission, and I ended up playing with six people in total. Don't <laughs> ask me how that happened. And I am actually maybe unsure now that I'm talking to you guys, maybe – there were three people and everyone got filled in with a computer companion. I'm not sure because it doesn't, it doesn't display their names on the character while you're playing, which is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. But yeah, I ended up doing a harm room mission, which is just like uh, equivalent to the X-Men's danger room with two, uh, two Hulks, two Kamala's. I was black widow and one iron man. And um, it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting to see two Hulks and two Kamala's running around. Um, that's an unfortunate problem that we're going to have to get around because they have announced that you can only be one character per mission. So, and, and, and you do build up your character. So, you know, it's, I, I really don't know how they're going to work out people playing as, well, Oh, do you I select your character before you enter matchmaking. You do. However, okay. But what if you like Hulk and you've played with Hulk? It kind of just makes you replay the game over just as a function to level up characters so that you can yeah. you know, play different characters when someone's using your character. It sounds and there's no differentiation. Grindy and punishing. It, it sounds ill well. It doesn't sound well thought out. It just doesn't no. sound well thought out. I sounds do like get Square that Enix trying copies. to do internet. Yeah, I do understand <laughs> that they don't want to be getting copies, but somebody said, yeah. you know, what happens when Hawkeye comes out? You really think people are just going to ignore playing Hawkeye? Or right. it's going to be queuing up yeah. as Hawkeye and Spider-Man and just like, well, we already have a Spider-Man. Sorry, you got to play old Hulk who's been here from day one. So I really don't know how they're going to get around that problem. I guess you can, it'll be a very friend-influenced um, game where like, okay, Zavi, you're you know, you like Black Widow, so you'll always be her. And, you know, Stacey, you like Iron Man, you'll always be him. And, I, you know, I guess when all the new characters out, I'm going to use them first. <laughs> and then when I'm done, <laughs> you guys could play with them. It, it, it kind of makes it kind of silly um, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this game. I, I don't think I'm going to purchase it at launch. Um, I might just purchase the version for the next generation of systems you know let it wait out a bit like you know the the, the bugs are insane um is there a comment system because it's a beta the only the only system they have on the game is do you like they've been doing the ubisoft thing where it's like oh okay uh um from a a rating of one to five do you like this mission that's it <laughs> 
but they that's have uh, they do have a they, they, they like, do have a reddit since they have a reddit and people are you know okay. posting bug fixes and 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 comments and and concerns and and anything that i think would be it's pretty <laughs> sad that you have to outsource to reddit actually telling yeah. Yeah. what's wrong with their a game a lot of people do it yeah yeah <laughs> she, i she mean it's, on the reddit. It's, it's 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 you know I, it's funny like now that i'm talking with you guys i think sort of my sort of feeling on the game is starting to you know settle and and i mean but i think even from playing it i'm just like uh this doesn't seem like it's had the best of chances so far so i'm definitely gonna give it a, a wait it does come out september 4th so you know sites are uh, issuing previews they're issuing beta impressions if, if this is and... coming out in a few weeks and you can't get a four-person yeah. te team together that's a bad sign yeah i mean hopefully this will inform their net code issues and they'll get it ironed out but it definitely was rough <coughs> excuse me when it came to multiplayer um that being said, I think that's about it for it. I I don't really have much more to say on it, as you know. It, it um, sounds like um, somebody needs to share on the Reddit. Here's a good example, and just post uh, Lego Avengers. If you can't even match to that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also there's also been. Um, I, I don't necessarily mind the art style, but I do hear some people's criticisms of like, yeah, I guess we're not paying a million dollars to harness Robert Downey Jr.'s likeness. But then if that's the case, I think we should have not went with the realistic art style because everybody just looks kind of bland. They you just could have gone look, a little cartoony or a little fancy yeah. style or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, <sighs> I mean, I, the, the models are, are fantastic. On the loading screens, um, you get like these sort of slow pans of, uh, of, of random Avenger and they are, they're in a sort of an action pose and they're pretty close up and you can see the detail very nicely. So the models are great, but it's just like the, the, the art direction just seems so clinical, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, it needs a little bit more, especially, and you were asking me um, earlier, you know, about, um, ultimate uh, ultimate alliance like you know the most recent one that came out for the switch you know has, has tons of characters yeah 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 cell shading i'm not saying that this game needed to be it i do think like you know maybe the the um the art style of void bastards like that clean the fine line yeah, that would have been yeah. Awesome. and and that they could have could matured have it you know you know there's there's very cartoonish cell shading and then and they very well shading. could have like done like the comic book hey so this is what's happening next yeah yeah, yeah. i think and then they, that I think they, made a little more sense out of making comic book style cousins they yeah. pratfalled on trying to make it mcu relevant i think yeah yeah i think i think that was i think they thought that a lot of the draw would come from, oh, let's make these characters look like what people went to see the movies, and and I and I don't, uh, you know, begrudge them that 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 you know that risk, or I I guess you say not less of a risk, but then maybe they should have bit the bullet and been like, all right, ScarJo, all right, Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Well, Let's that's come up that's, with a deal. That's backing yourself into a corner because they were they yeah. weren't gonna have them to do the voice talent. So I understand that. No. But uh, I, but then I, they didn't make them look like Troy Baker, you know, Laura Bailey, sure. and <laughs> Nolan North. <laughs> by, Not that by they needed of, to, but yeah. By way of segue, though, uh, 
when you were talking about the different combat styles, I actually was thinking of one of the games that uh, Matt was going to talk about in Monster Hunter, because Monster Hunter is a game where you can tackle every mission as any of the different yeah, weapon types. Very comparable. But, they're, but, they're, but they feel they're very, very unique. different. And yeah. They, yeah. So, like, that I feel like having not even played the game sounds like it's a, a bit of a standard as far as like mm -hmm. variety of gameplay and how it feels different when you actually make a team up of that of those things but mm -hmm. i guess they just didn't crack that as far as applying it to the avengers i, don't know. I think that's just a lot more work than yeah. saying we're gonna just I, set up a button scheme that works no matter yeah. who you're playing well again oh, sure. again there's <laughs> two different skill pages that we do not have access to so mm -hmm. let's see how that varies the combat um, one thing before we move on, though, I just want to get into the mission type, and the mission type definitely leaves a lot to be desired. You know, you're going around, you're standing on plates, you're, you know, destroying objects at the same time before something appears, you're beating big enemies, you're beating small enemies. There wasn't much variety in what you're doing. Yes, it's fun to beat things up, but I definitely think that will be another thing where people are like, hmm. Well, this was a fun little weekend thing, but I don't really see the reason why I'm coming back to it. It's not providing the amount of For me, it seems, it seems like the way I should have, like, I'm going to treat this game the way I should have treated Destiny 2, where it's like, here's a competent action game that I can play on any given evening for a little while mm -hmm. and have, like, a nice turn my brain off thing. It's not mm -hmm. a $60 day one purchase for me. No, no. Um, yeah, so Stacey, said, I feel like your comment is, is, is more, more relevant of just, like, uh, this beta might have done a little bit more harm than good. <laughs> Ugh. But um, go ahead. So tell us no, about a good variety in combat, it, Matt. <laughs> it, it it has comparable elements they could have a lot pulled from other games, like even just talking about Monster Hunter, because um, Monster Hunter has a, has a similar aspect to Destiny, where where you have like missions in different areas. Yeah, you're not focused on. Typically, it's not the same in that you're focused on. You need to do all these things. Just, yeah. You have to go do this thing. They put some uh, brevity or some um, level of importance on certain missions more than others. But yeah, you always have the feeling like, I can sort of push this one off and then we'll do this other mission with my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, if they had pulled from a variety of games, they pulled from Naked Thunder. Um, and... I, I, I'm sorry, I'm still talking about your topic to transfer. Yeah. If they had, it sounds like if they uh, offer, say, like even just four free skins, each character, and a slight change in how they, um, the metagame and how they actually act, um, they it, it would be more interesting and allow them to play four characters during one mission. So, like, say everyone wants to play the whole. Yeah, Red Hulk. Or we're gonna have um, the Banner <laughs> Hulk. Yeah, that would be funny. She Hulk, and you know, and oh, you can play all these different ones, and you want any other customs, then you gotta pay for that. But these, yeah, it's a slight meta to how they interact with the world, but they still generally have the same thing. Well, that. what I can see for that is like the harm rooms, like the danger room. Then yeah, mm -hmm. you know. This is like a digital, virtual, whatever training room. Mm -hmm. Go nuts in there. But I think it does look a little strange when you're out in the world and there's four black widows. They look the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go so, save the world. Natasha and Natanya. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah. I mean, they could, 
You could push the, the, the next series, Natasha and her sister. That's one of my little pet peeves, actually, is when you have multiple of the same character on the screen, and you're actually not quite sure which one's you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, as I said, not all the skins are monetized there, at least with what um, they, they actually give you money to go through like this, this season run or pass or something. And you get different colors and different variations and stuff. So, um, and remember, we're mining decades of Marvel, you know, lore and costumes. Yeah. And it's, even though some creators... It's still creator, post-game. It's still post-game yeah. monetization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, even though some create, you know, some characters were created, you know, earlier than others, they were still mm -hmm. like different versions or they can, you know, retrofit like different eras back into what they were. So, yeah. 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 Well, you, you still, you get the same kind of thing in Monster Hunter, you know, like, um, especially early on now, because they've... Um, Monster Hunter has a, like a kind of a hill to starting the game. Uh, <laughs> yes, a hill, a mountain. So many <laughs> aspects to it that you have to like that you kind of get used to. Here's twelve weapon types. Which one do you like? Thirteen, exactly. but they yeah. all act including differently. things that you've never heard of before that make no sense. <laughs> yeah. You have all of these little items and stuff that you can use for crafting. It's like, oh, what? I remember part of the game. I was like, what the hell is all this stuff? Yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't played another Monster Hunter game before. My friends got me into it because they're like, they're like, oh man, this is great, and we want more people to play with. I always get this picture in my head of somebody with this giant backpack, and then it's crafting time, they just dump the whole thing onto the floor, That's and there's like, like hundreds yeah. of things in there. Yeah, They're definitely. rifling through, looking for the one thing they need. Definitely. The, 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 the one thing that like made that, that saved the game on that aspect of it being too many different things is the ability to auto-organize. <laughs> <laughs> Quality of life would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. so many items, and um, but I, I like how fluid it is with um, being able to connect and play with other players. That that's like a crucial thing. Like, because if you start getting to where you're like stuck in a portion of the game where you can't beat a monster, you're like bored of it, and you, you can just be like, all right, well, you know what? I'm just gonna set a generic armor set and just go help people on SOS missions where like they're having trouble. On yeah. Something. Yeah. And while I'm doing that, I can get materials to help me build some new armor that might actually help me with the newest mission. Yeah, yes. definitely. Definitely. Um, have you, I guess, um, tried, I think they released two new monsters recently that one has been super challenging they and the other one not did. too much. Yeah. However, the game is so big and so long. <laughs> I am not there yet. <laughs> I see. Okay. I think um, I had talked about them on a previous episode already, so the audience already knows, but I guess uh, you'll get yeah. there when you do. <laughs> I'm like almost 200 hours in. I'm like last There's wow. a lot of game to this game. When did yeah, you start playing game. Monster Hunter? This year. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're 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 a new player. Yeah, new player. Okay, I uh, I didn't play Monster Hunter before World. I mm -hmm. I like dabbled like an I, mm -hmm. I've tried to play the 3DS one with a friend and I was just like, whoa, this is way too antiquated. So that's yeah, last a lot. very long. But World, I was there from the beginning. I think with the the changes they made that just making it way more friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been at from World for day one, and then Iceborne and all the expansions and updates, which they've been super aggressive about. And everything has been free, you know. Um, Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this definitely. has been one of those games that feel like they're doing live service right and just quietly, like yes. yeah, yes, yeah. entirely. But they, but they've been doing 
but Monster Hunter traditionally has been like this. Yeah. So I feel they, they that's just the way the game was. It's like, hey, it makes no Throw sense for us to lock yeah, <laughs> to lock monsters behind a paywall because our yeah. the name of our game is called Monster Hunter. So that kind of doesn't make any sense. And I think that's what they are in Japan. It's like, well, yeah. they're gonna pay for every monster. No. It's like the Hulk, fight big monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting like how the only like microtagon was like uh, with the other game we're talking about was um, really mostly skins and like comfort elements of the game. It's like, oh, I want to do this other cool, have this other cool thing in the background. And it's not at all like affecting me, my playstyle or uh, my ability to play the game. It just makes it more interesting. And so, yeah, yeah definitely. It, it makes it a really um, fun game. I've enjoyed it. And the, the changes they've made since day one are were crucial to really like bringing more people in the game and keeping it fluid because the defender armor and weapon sets um really allowed me to like level up extremely quickly because some of my friends were like oh yeah you just started playing how are you fighting this with me yeah so uh i think um so those those i think the set the sets that matt just mentioned mm-hmm. um only i think earlier this year they sort of gave ushered in like a set of weapons and armor that had like a little bit more armor or a lot more armor Mm -hmm. just to make it easier for players i think to catch up to the expansion for iceborne because it was just like all right to do that you would have to grind so much and you have to get past a lot of these skill checks that i think they're like we just want everyone on iceborne and we can figure it out from there so i i did hear from some new players that like oh my god thanks for that armor set so we can kind of move (laughs) things along yeah, because otherwise I would have spent time, waste a ton lots, of time. Lots of time. I wouldn't say it's waste. I wouldn't say it's well, waste. waste. But, but you definitely would have to spend quite a bit of time. Yeah. Would, would the design of Monster Hunter have allowed for something like what Division 2 did, where you just optionally could take a character and make them level uh, 30 like immediately if you wanted to do the expansion content? Because it um, sounds like it's a different... You can mod for that. Yeah, no, actually, so, Matt, you don't know this yet, but yes and no. So a funny thing happens when you go to Iceborne. Um, so typically in oh, yeah. Monster Hunter, they introduce, introduce something G-rank, but I guess for the nomenclature for Monster Hunter, they just call it Master Rank. Yeah. So you fight one monster early on that is super hard because the armor rating is just different it's just a new class Mm -hmm. after you do that monster you basically get enough pieces to like start making some sense uh pieces to start making some sets and once you do you see a huge difference but and it's and it's it's literally one one monster so it's not like you're gonna be like oh my god this game is so hard five monsters in it's the first monster a simple a simple little like does okay, it still feel hot. like you, you're really aided by having a friend who knows what they're doing coming and helping you with the it helps that a seems lot. inevitable i don't think i think it would just take me longer to get mm-hmm. to the point where i'm at without yeah. having that already experienced it again because i would have had to just either look a lot of stuff up or mm-hmm. They didn't help you. Those are bad. No, friends, they they helped me, but they left oh. some points where, <laughs> like for instance, um, the um, aspect of uh, wall fashion monsters to get used to to doing more damage and playing aspects of the game. They just do it and like explain it 
as they were doing it, and some things they leave out and they're like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. That's fine. That's good. There's, I yeah. think there's definitely a sense of learning and discovery in Monster mm-hmm. Hunter that I think, and this is not like a get good thing. It's definitely just like, if you don't like learn this skill, there's no yeah, amount of me. Well, that's the fun, right? That was, yeah. that was what was missing from all of the main line of Destiny 2 for me. It was like, mm-hmm. I know how to point and shoot stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. learning anything new. Yeah. And then that's all in like the end game stuff, which is, it's already boring to me by that point. But mm-hmm. that's a different gotcha. tangent. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. But Matt, you've been playing a whole bunch of games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a few games. Um, and uh, I, I like action adventure series where you kind of can <laughs> rush and go and learn different things like this. And it, it also brings me to like playing puzzle games. So the, one of the games that series that I tend to like the most, like the action adventure puzzle games, like Tomb Raider and uh, Uncharted and. There's a lot. Oh, it was probably older than a lot of game series out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it allows me to kind of just kind of just relax and not worry about oh man I gotta beat this person or beat this person or kind of rank up. Um, uh, there's an exploration aspect to it. But the funny thing with when they try to make these games complex because there's so many so many so much history to these games they can't make it as simple as oh you just have to the struggle is just jump here. Or the struggle is jump here in a sequence, or just reposition your like the old Tomb Raider, where the struggle really was the lining up a single jump. And lining <laughs> up jumps. Yeah. Very real. Man. That was the struggle. I actually the feet going like this. I won't lie though. I actually, I actually, obviously, like some of the difficulty in the early, early Tomb Raider mm-hmm. was literally just like we hadn't figured out better control schemes and all that yeah, stuff. It was control. But, but I actually, I don't know. I, jump. Yeah, but, but I actually like that pace of game. Um, there's an old Super Nintendo game called um, Oh no, I'm blanking on the name. I can't remember. But like, it has almost like Abe's Odyssey, like where like yeah. you have to line up every jump and you, and it's very careful. It's almost puzzly in that mm-hmm. way, which I might relate to what you're kind of getting at here. I yeah. like that pace, and I and do. a lot of like Slow Uncharted deliberate. and other things, they make it all and like way faster. Sometimes the new games kind of fall into those spaces. I like how they orient it to make you feel, oh, I need to just kind of keep doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Falls right into the, oh, just keep doing this thing, keep doing this thing. The only struggle is really making sure you're lined up just right. Yeah, yeah. Uncharted in particular, like, guides yeah. you pretty well. Yeah, and it actually has, like, that, well. like, sticky, it has, like, some sort of stickiness to the, to the yeah. climbing mechanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, want uh, Stacy to try one of them uh, as like her next oh, thing because she's been she's been getting used to like controllers and I'm just like oh yeah Naughty Dog games like the the Uncharted series in particular would be a good mm. one because like she has mild panic attacks when she's doing mm. platforming and uh, <laughs> and the stickiness True facts. Is, will be will be like you know yeah. it'll help reassuring like, in some ways in yeah. yeah yeah I think they have the collection and you can go through yes. um on I believe but to me personally I think two four three then one mm-hmm. but two yeah. is i think i think pretty critically probably honed as like the best one mm. and four comes in a close second for me mm-hmm. okay okay I like, yeah. I like four a lot it was yeah. so did you like just recently finish four uh i just finished four um, i haven't played it at all <laughs> I, i'll get uh, games and i have not played them in a while or like i'll get it on a discount so i don't know just take a while playing it because I'm playing Monster Hunter or a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm right now I'm playing um, the 
the latest uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is a little different from some of the previous ones, even more recent ones, it's slightly different. And it's funny, like, do you have some new equipment which really reminds me of uh, Rygar, <laughs> if anybody's played that? <laughs> so, oh, shit, yeah. Well, his swing, I'm like, what am I playing now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think... And, that's the strongest one in the new trilogy, Rise. Yeah, that's yeah, the second one, correct? It's pretty solid, yeah. No, I yeah. Think, I thought you said you were playing the, the Shadow or Rise. I'm playing Rise. I'm playing Rise. Yeah, okay, so okay. the second you one. Might have I might Shadow, but I'm playing Rise. Um, and the funny thing that they all to like in some way fall into, they want to make some really complicated puzzle, but it's like under the circumstances of the story, it does it almost doesn't make sense. Oh man. Mm. They use this technology, this that's more modern technology, <laughs> to make this elaborate thing to save this money. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The yeah. creativity had a little, yeah. little trouble with the ancient mm-hmm. uh, civilizations, right? Yeah. Yeah, they always, I think, I think Tomb Raider, even going back to the originals, which mm-hmm. I think we were just more forgiving because it was like mm-hmm. unprecedented yeah. technology and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we they weren't always... expecting realism at all. Yeah, like like in an Indiana Jones movie, right, which is obviously yeah. a huge influence, you can mm-hmm. you can like have there be like this this momentary puzzle where like Indy has to figure it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but like it's interesting to see the character go through it because it's often like a way for him to show his uh, expertise or that he like mm-hmm. read about yeah. it or something, right? right? I think Tomb Raider has always struggled with like reasonable and 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 like sensical in the context of this story Perhaps, like yeah. pauses for these puzzles because it's not like it's not like you have a part of the game where like you know you actually learn about the civilization which ends up informing a puzzle or whatever mm-hmm. it's all super gamey that's and, unfortunate on a and way it, too and it because needs they're to losing get more elaborate over time it feels like yeah, yeah. It, it does always... feel like they miss some opportunities there to actually yeah. investigate ancient cultures and include that information like a more holistic design of like oh well nice. we worship they the sun and like all of yeah, a little but, but i think it's so it's so necessary. far removed it's, from the puzzle because you go in the tomb much. and then like oh here's this puzzle and nope and, and then it's it often and it's often it mostly like, just serves a pacing purpose yeah. yeah and it's often like oh no one has gone in there because we can't handle it so we don't know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> so you go you go do it and figure it out for the first time and right. it's like and, oh, okay. meanwhile you find a modern gun part <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It is a little weird. Yeah, it definitely feels like we want to establish the authority of the main character. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why everybody lets them into these places where there's very valuable objects that nobody else can get, right? Mm -hmm. Trust me, I'm a white woman. (laughs) (laughs) Presumption of innocence. Oh, I'm sorry, did I take your holy relic? Oops. Sure, Rise, I'm gonna take you I to don't this think thing. I don't remember Rise having too much of a problem with that. The third one does, though. The third, like Shadow, like because there there were like towns and exactly, stuff. and yeah. like I was like two hours into Shadow, and I was just like, this bitch just takes whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember our discussion about that. But I think you you lined on that, and I aligned more on that. And I said, well, they kind of made it available in the game, so it's just like it was weird, well, but it was just like. It is okay. it is like little narrative dissonance a little bit. To be fair, like the reason that that bothered me was because of how real that town felt otherwise. Yeah. Like the yeah. people were just 
hanging out, having their own conversations, and it felt like, hey, these are real people. This is cool. And then I was just allowed to break stuff. into someone's house and take house. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what is this, Zelda? Like, right, and, and nobody minds at all. No. Yeah. yeah. No. That, that, that happened in the, in the uh, Rise, because oh, yeah. where, like, they're supposed to be, have been there for centuries protecting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Makes These other people that attack her where you take are trying to come take this like, stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll let you take it because you're helping us against these people. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you trusted it too fast. Yeah. Cool. I, I think it'd be great someday to have a version where, like, she takes all the stuff and goes and does the things she's supposed to do. And then she's coming back and the town's like, what did you do, lady? <laughs> Why? we got to chase you down now because you have all our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You better, plot of, you better the plot run of the now. Next, the plot of the next Tomb Raider game should basically be like Killmonger from, from the Black Panther movie doing that same scene where he shows up at the museum uh-huh. and he's just like, actually, this is all our shit. And then like mm-hmm. she starts chasing him down, but like halfway through the game, she realizes that she's the real monster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, boy. The original cultural appropriation. <laughs> Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Oh, man. Well, well All right. I think we're largely done. But actually, I just remembered I need to do my, my usual PSA and nag Mikey, but also Matt plays fighting games. And a game that I really like, Fantasy Strike, went free to play uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm going to shoot you a link when we're done here, and, and yeah. you'll probably play with me before Mikey, which is my way of trying to... <laughs> and and if like Zavi... downloading it already. If like Zavi, <laughs> you, can, you can moderately rank up into a reasonably decent level all of a sudden you'll be matched with like the top 25 players in the world because there's some sort of bug in the matching system of the game yeah i don't know if they fixed it but i actually like went on their discord and chatted with them and they were like yeah there's a bug where like it'll give you like some higher up people it was like higher up this is like this dude's like top 30 every time (laughs) we watched your anniversary like matchup and and that dude won. Why am I fighting him? Why am I fighting him right now? <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a dope ass fighting game, free to play, and that's my PSA, and I'm done. All right. Nice. Sweet. Cool. Well. All right. So I guess that's the end of our game. We've talked about industry. We've talked about the games we've been playing. What's cool? What's maybe not as cool in the case of Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. No. But, uh, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, in the end, I think we're all still moving forward. So you guys will be able to see more episodes of Party Chat people coming out, but we'll also be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the things. All and YouTube. Things. <laughs> no, we and, can't see YouTube. And the YouTube now, yeah. Do all the social things. Cool. <laughs> all right. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.